G'day, guys. Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today, I've got a ripper of an episode for you guys. I've got a great little episode here. I sat down with my wife, Kel, today to talk all about raising bilingual children and also about language learning in general. So, we talk about our experiences for both parts there and share them in this podcast. Now, I did this because I asked you guys on Instagram if you thought it would be something interesting for you to hear about how we plan on raising Noah to speak both Portuguese and English whilst living in Australia, because this tends to be a difficult thing for many people who move abroad, teaching their kids both their native languages whilst also them learning the language of that country. So, without any further ado, guys, let's get into this episode. All right, Kel, we are here today to talk about languages and how we're going to teach Noah Portuguese and English, mm. but I also thought it would be a good excuse to talk about uh, maybe our language learning goals, what we're doing to improve our languages, and maybe sure. draw on our, on our massive amount of knowledge um, <laughs> from language learning in the past and, you know, fails and wins, right? Yeah. So, Noah-wise, what are we doing? What What is your plan currently? I'll correct you once you, you go off the rails, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We currently are just um, speaking with him in Portuguese at home, um, which is, you know, it comes easily for me. I don't know how you feel about that. Because like, when I speak with him in English, I feel a bit weird. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not quite myself. I don't know. Because I'm so used to it now, I think, because you've yeah. been doing it the whole time. We've had Noah, he's almost seven months old, the whole time we've been speaking in Portuguese at home. And because we're speaking in Portuguese at home, Prior at least probably 90% of the time now, we, yeah. we've switched back to a bit of English because of um, video gaming. Yeah, <laughs> And the wish is in English, and sometimes I'm like, uh, don't know the words. <laughs> no, but yeah, we, we speak with him in Portuguese, mm -hmm. um, so I hope he picks up. And well, that's he... the main plan. So, our plan has been, because I was doing a little bit of reading, and it seemed like you can do one parent does one language, the other parent does the other language, Yeah, which probably makes sense if you're both in a foreign country together, Yeah, because then he's getting equal time to each of your languages True. and then outside of the house there's, a, there's another foreign language which he'll get exposure yeah. to outside the house and also on top of that he'll he or she will be learning that language from a native speaker yeah each language from a True. native speaker but we are in australia that's so. so we've had to sort of say okay because we're in australia which is effectively well effectively it is an english speaking, speaking country, country and an english immersion environment mm. for Kel, for example. True. He, everywhere he looks, you know, every, it doesn't matter English. where we, if I can throw a rock in any direction and I hit someone who speaks English, right? Yeah. So, we thought we should just speak Portuguese with him for the first two years at least. And your parents can do the rest, right? They speak with him in English, obviously. Yeah. Well, and we switch to English when we're around them. Usually, yeah. I'll speak to him in Portuguese and, and you still a little bit in Portuguese, but yeah. quite often we'll speak in English. Um, so that they can understand us and everything. But that's been the main plan, right? So, yeah. two years at home, hmm. at least, probably beyond More. that, right? Yeah. Because oh, I, I want, mainly for going. me, because yeah. I want to keep learning Portuguese too. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to hear his first words, because there will be Portuguese words. Well, we hope. I don't think he's getting enough English at the moment to 
explain his first word coming out in, uh, in English. Mm. So、But、I he's saying da da da. Yeah, but doesn't yeah. Does that not count? No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'll say papai first. You reckon? Yeah, because that's the word. Mm. I know what it is, but yeah, yeah you reckon that's going to be it. You、yeah. don't reckon mama or momai?、No. We rarely say that.、Mm. Like we always call him papai and、mm-hmm. say, you know, papai brinca things like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll say papai first, and、uh, it'll be really cute. That's just his first words Portuguese.、So. Yeah, well, that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing how he's going to manage learning two languages at the same time because、yeah. we noticed this recently. We went out with. Um, some friends of mine who are Australian, the whole family's Australian. Yesterday for breakfast, or was、to、it the、Luke? day before with Luke? Yeah, yeah. And we, when we speak Portuguese, his daughter, who's three and a half,、yeah. looks at us so strangely. I know she was doing the same when they came here and、yeah. was playing with her. And I, every now and then, would just you know some Portuguese word would just come out, and、yeah. she was like, "What?" Just, and <laughs> it, you, you、really、forget、cute. that at that age, they have no exposure to foreign languages. She's not at school. Yeah. She lives in a in a country town or a, a small town in New South Wales in the in the forest or in the bush there、mm. um, that hasn't been touched by fires yet. <laughs> But she doesn't have any exposure to foreign languages, and so you don't realize that at that age, you don't know there are foreign、yeah. languages out there. <laughs> it must be mind blowing. Well, you you must think it must be like you're having a stroke or something, right? Because you'd be like, like "This person's making noises, I and I can't understand, understand the noises." Re- and if you try to explain the concept of this is a foreign language, they won't <laughs> get it. She has no reference. So, yeah, it's really weird. So that'll be the interesting to, thing to see with Noah as he's developing how、mm. he manages the two. If he shows a preference for one over the other, that's what worries me because、yeah. I'm pretty sure he'll get. At some point, he'll be like, he'll realize, well, my parents speak a different language, and、mm-hmm. I don't want to be like them. Well, I think it's you know what I mean. Like, I, I think it's less <laughs> that he will not want to be like us, and more that he will want to be like his friends. And if he doesn't have any friends who speak Portuguese, yeah, that's when I think that you'll get the resistance and like, oh, this is embarrassing. I don't want to、mm-hmm. be different. But I think the important thing there, and this is what I plan to do, is obviously keep speaking Portuguese and, and showing him that I'm passionate about it. I'm interested、yeah. as a foreigner、yeah. learning it. And that he has nothing to be embarrassed about. Absolutely. Because it is going to be so important for him to be able to communicate with half of his family on your side who、yeah. don't speak English.、Um, so. And who knows? Travel. Who knows what、yeah. he'll end up doing in the future? But having the possibility to go to South America, or it's just, it's just great that he has this chance, right? How many people can? You know, have parents from different countries. You、mm-hmm. kind of get two passports, and you learn a different language. It's just a lot of opportunities for him. Well, and it's such a funny situation, I think, in Australia because a lot of people move here from overseas. Obviously, I think、mm-hmm. you know, 25 percent of Australia, or some crazy percentage of、um, people, have been born overseas. Oh wow! And quite often, the families they want to leave behind. Their language and culture, and adopt Australian culture, which is good, but at the same time, it's kind of bad because they quite often don't pass on their language to their children. Yeah, I see it as bad that way because、mm. I went to school with a lot of、um, you know Asian heritage students. There was some Italians, there was some、uh, Lebanese, and the kids generally didn't speak any of the language. Wow! And so one one example was my friend Chris, in the same year as me at high school. His dad was. Italian, his mum was Filipino, and he spoke neither language. Wow! And both of them spoke English as a second language to communicate with one another. So they obviously spoke English at home.、Yeah. Neither of them spoke each other's languages, and、yeah. so obviously, yeah. But the hard thing for him was that 
both of his extended families lived in Italy and the Philippines and didn't speak English. So he English. couldn't communicate with exactly. them well. Wow. Exactly. Poor so I, that's why I'm sort of like, oh, it would only be half half that amount for Noah, but I would hate for him to not be able to communicate Absolutely. with his, his family. Do you want to talk about um, so some of the families we've met and their kids and learning two yeah, languages and what can happen? Yeah, the most recent one was this couple from... What the from Sao Paulo? I don't know. He's Australian. She's Brazilian. But they have a little um, three-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably like four-year-old. Four yeah. And the 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 boy doesn't speak Portuguese at all. Although they lived in Brazil for like ten years. But since they came back, um, in Brazil, I think she said that he he was too young or something. And when they came back, he just he understands, but he refuses, refuses to speak Portuguese. Um, that, which is what I fear with regards to Noah because mm. I don't know how, you know, toddlers are wild and I don't know if they, you know, I don't want to speak this language but I don't think he has, um, I don't know, I think English is everywhere here for him so I, I think just because we decided to have a English, Portuguese is the, the, the language we speak in the house, he, he can't. Get away it. from it, for, from it, right? Well, by the time he realizes he can get away from it, yeah. hopefully he will have learned enough, exactly, for it to be able to persist. And I guess the thing we have to do is avoid giving up and just switching to English all the time. To speak English at night when he's sleeping. Well, and we have to try and find <laughs> the hardest thing for us. I think is finding toys that um, have Portuguese musical sounds yeah. or books that books are in Portuguese. Are, uh, actually easy to find online i have a friend who sells b- b- books in portuguese yeah um like brazilian um, literature for kids and things like that but um toys are, are hard yeah. unless they come from brazil and in which case the, yeah. they're probably what four or five times the price the, after yeah. posted. <laughs> and what who else we've met um we've there was another couple who had a son in fact, two kids yeah, who understood it, but they refused to speak it. Like, so, yeah. again, the woman was Brazilian, I think, again, from Sao Paulo. Yeah. And she was married to an Australian bloke. Who didn't speak Portuguese And he at just all. showed no interest in Portuguese, yeah. I think. And this is one of those fallacies that you guys will probably know a lot about where, you know, he just thought, oh, I'm too old, can't learn foreign language, too hard. Mm. You know, um, I'll never be able to do it, so I won't even try. You know, which yeah. is, you know, a sure way of never learning a language. Mm. <laughs> Not but trying. do you think because you work with, you you teach people a different language, you work in, in education, do you think it facilitates the fact that you want to learn Portuguese? Because I imagine if you had a completely different job outside in an office or something, you would be, I have no time for that. Well, when I was doing the PhD, I learned French mm. to, to fluency after 10 years of not practicing it at all and after six years at high school and I was you know by the end of high school I could have a very basic conversation you know I could ask for directions I could you know say hello order some food from the bakery or something but I couldn't have a spontaneous conversation like Mm. I can with you in Portuguese but after six months I did that because I wanted it I took it seriously and I enjoyed it and I wanted something aside from what I was doing so it was like a yeah it was kind of like a hobby on the side where I took it seriously and I guess a lot of people just don't see they they think it's harder than it is, whilst it is hard, but they also don't want to put in the amount of effort that's required. And they also True. they also don't appreciate how much time and how much of a commitment it is, I think, as you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And I I mean, 
for me at least it's just I want to learn French right I've mm-hmm. thought it a few times and I always stop or I don't just I don't have time for it yeah. and it's hard because I don't have exposure like yeah. I don't need French well it's right the same now. for me I've lost my French recently because I have no I have no French people in my life I have to go out of my way to use French or I have to go yeah, out of my way to it. consume French and so even with Portuguese I notice that like I have I, I have to use it every day with you or at least I, I can use it, and so I choose to use it, mm. but there's no one French around here, so I can't easily um, start using my French without actively, yeah. you know, planning out every moment of I my day. I think the best, the best thing for us would be if I decided to take it seriously and learn French, yeah. you would have to speak French with me, and that would be another language for us yeah. to practice. Yeah, for but, sure. But um, we can do that. It's just the hardest thing is yeah. finding your motivations, and these guys listening will know that with English, right? Quite often in your own home country, it's quite difficult to to get motivated to learn it, especially under your own steam, you know, mm. with your own effort at home, using the internet. Quite often you need yeah. a reason, right? Yeah. And that's why a lot of people arrive in Australia with very basic English. I don't think I've met very many people who've arrived here with as high a level English as, say, you or mm. people who've lived in Australia for three or four years who've yeah. taken it seriously. Quite often it takes that movement from one country to the other and to say, you know, draw a line in the, draw a line in the sand and mm. say, you know, I'm taking this seriously from now on. Yeah. So Even it's, my it's pretty hard. Joanna, my best friend, when she was living here, yeah. she was living in Sydney, she already spoke English. Like, she studied English her whole life. But she came here and she was like, for, I think... The first month, first two months, I would say, were really hard. Yeah. She was like, I, I can't communicate. Yeah. It's just quick. It's just like, I don't understand the slang. It's just yeah. different. And then she started to pick it up and things were flowing, but it was hard. Like, even for yeah. someone who has a basic understanding of English, it's a completely different thing to live in a, in a different country. So Well, and the problem is a lot of people hide from it because you have to kind of turn towards... Uh, discomfort and danger, uh, uh, you yeah. know, going out of your comfort zone because it's kind of like you're at a fork in the road, yeah. you know, in those fairy tales where one of them is like beautiful and green and lush yeah. and there's fairies and there's rainbows and the other one goes into a deep, dark forest. And what you don't realize is that the one that goes into the deep, dark forest, while scary and harder, is actually the shortcut. Yeah. And the one that's green, rainbows, fairies, and lovely, and the sun's out, is the one that actually meanders around and may not ever actually get you to your destination. True. So, what I'm saying here, I guess, is that, and it's the same for me, you have to keep pushing outside of your comfort zone and finding mm. new things and to, to read about, to learn about, to keep, pr- tr- like, trying really hard to challenge yeah. yourself, whether it's, you know, living with foreigners, getting a job with foreigners, um, reading materials, stop watching TV in your language, watching TV in the foreign language. And even I have to do that. I have to keep reminding myself, and I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, that with you in Portuguese, I feel now that my trajectory of improvement has plateaued because Mm. we don't really talk about new things that often. Like, I've kind of mastered Mm. all of the common language we use all the time at home, you know, what do you want for lunch? Um, are you playing with the kid? Blah blah blah. And I can I can manage to get around yeah. conversations, but I, I can feel that I need to read more complicated books about yeah. you know more complicated subjects if I want to expand my vocab and feel yeah. much more comfortable with you know more complicated topics or more complicated um, 
grammar and a wider vocabulary because if mm. I don't do it, I can make do. Yeah. I can get around with a basic vocab without pushing now, but I'm never going to expand. And I think coming back to Noah, it's going to be the same thing with Portuguese at home. We're going to have to keep finding ways of challenging him and expanding his Getting Portuguese. Yeah. Or he's just going to learn the very basic that he needs to get around at home. Yeah, and won't be able to have deep, meaningful like conversations like... Well, that's I it. Because yeah. it'll be weird. He'll leave the house and have... Like the girls um, that we're friends with, they're six and three. Yeah. They go to school and the English they use is different from the Portuguese they use at home. Mm. And so when they're at home and they want to describe what they were doing at school, quite often they have to do it in English because yeah. they don't have the vocab for it and vice versa, it's right? funny how the brain works, right? Well, it makes sense. You go to school and you play with English kids, English-speaking kids talking about things like the playground and toys yeah. and class. And then you come home and you're not talking about the playground, toys and class in Portuguese with your mum mm. normally. And so you have to... Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you have to keep pushing them and, and challenging them. I don't them. know. I think, yeah, I need to, I need to learn French. And um, if w we actually think about um, moving to France mm. at some point in our lives, uh, which would be great for me because that would be the ultimate like push like you have to learn because you know but, the choice sink yeah. or swim but he i don't know i find it a bit tricky um well you I have to be you have to effectively rely 100 percent on motivation motivation or determination and um discipline and those things can quite often be very difficult to muster yeah to to summon up to have um when you don't have an external force yeah. pushing on you to improve that thing, like or the, or French people around all the yeah, like if, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just hope he'll be able to communicate and just learn as much Portuguese as he can. Yeah. yeah so I guess that's the plan. Just keep talking for now. Wait for him to start speaking. Encourage Can't him wait. constantly in Portuguese yeah. at home, and let English happen passively outside of the home. I want, like, I keep thinking, like, I imagine you having your parents here and like. He's speaking in Portuguese. They can't understand him. But then he realized, oh, grandma and grandpa speak English and yeah. he'll speak English with them. It's just, it, it mind, it's mind-blowing. Well, it's probably going to screw them up too because they, yeah. my parents, because they're <laughs> always saying bits and pieces in Portuguese now, I like, know. hey, tudo bem, como yeah. vai? And so he'll probably be like, oh, yeah, tudo bem, como vai você? You know, like and reply to them and they'll be like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just can't, I can't wait. I don't know. They say once the, the child starts speaking, they can't shut up and you, you wish... They hadn't started speaking, but yeah. right now it's just like, oh, come on, say something. Uh, going back to teaching the kids too and, you know, making sure that they learn a foreign language, I think the biggest thing is just showing them that you're passionate about it and yeah. encouraging them because one of those things I remember as a kid, you don't want to do anything dorky, you know, that makes you feel strange compared to your friends, but also if your parents, if you can sense that they don't really enjoy it or they don't mm. like it or they don't appreciate it, like with that couple who's yeah. where the dad didn't have any appreciation for Portuguese, didn't want to learn it, hated it, you know. Like fishing, though, your dad never wanted to, to go fishing. To go yeah, fishing. yeah, yeah, exactly. But I went, you know, <laughs> and he would come with me to help me. Yeah. But he would do it. He would go out of his way to do it. Yeah. But yeah, so you have to kind of, I guess, be the inspiration for your kids. True. Role models, right? Like, yeah, you want exactly. them to look at you and see. Well, and show them the positives. This uh, yeah. is cool. This is useful. It's a skill. You know, look, you can communicate with foreign people You and you, you've got family who love you and want to communicate with yeah. you. Make sure you talk to them, you know, get, get on That's the social media, thing, yeah. everything like that and keep putting those connections in place to strengthen their 
their reasons because maybe they won't be able to rely just on motivation or discipline yeah. growing up. And I'm sure we'll tackle different things as we go forward. Do you want to talk about um, Ollie as well? And Alex. Yeah, and yeah. how good they are. Oh, Jesus. Talk about their situation because I that's an interesting one to what share. Is, what is... Um, so, the Anna is from Brazil. This is, so, these are friends that we have that we met in Australia. Yeah. They were... Anna was following Aussie English and got in contact with me when she moved to yeah. Melbourne and we caught up. Yeah. And then she's married to, what is it from again? I've he's a Hungarian. Hungarian guy. So he's from Hungary. Yeah. And they have two kids, Alex yeah. and Ollie. Yeah. Um, I hope she's listening too. <laughs> I'll tell her. Yeah. Um, hi, Anna. Um, and so they speak, the kids speak obviously English. Yeah. They speak Portuguese. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sure Ollie spoke a little bit of French at some point. Yeah, and they also both spoke Hungarian. Hungarian. Yeah. And so it was interesting. Probably, they probably spoke from, from memory, Hungarian best, Portuguese second best, then yeah. English, and a little bit of French from when they yeah. were in Switzerland. But they would uh, switch. Like, when she realized you, you spoke Portuguese, she yeah. was speaking Portuguese to you, yeah. and she would turn to Alex and speak... Her hun- brother. Her brother, Hungarian with him. Yeah, yeah the kids chose really to speak in Hungarian funny, with yeah. one another. But the thing was that, that was cool and showed me that you shouldn't underestimate kids and what they're capable of was the fact that both Alex and Ollie could choose who they wanted to speak to in which language. Yeah. So they would sort of wait for you to speak and then be like, okay, okay. I use English <laughs> to speak to Pete. Yeah. I'll Kel's Brazilian, I'll speak to her in Portuguese. My dad's Hungarian, I'll switch to Hungarian. And yeah. they'll do that in the same, you know, instant where they'll be sitting in the room Absolutely. with all of us and they'll go from one to the other and be chatting to everyone yeah. and just switch languages pretty much effortlessly. Whereas right now I'm like, okay, English mode, I can't, can't say anything Portuguese because my first reaction is like, Portuguese, yeah, because like, you know, but kids are just amazing. It's just easy. I don't know. It's just well, that's all they know. They're yeah. a blank slate in that ter- in in like, those oh, terms. Everyone's like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. And so I think too that their parents never had a problem with encouraging them to yeah. to um, learn these languages, and they also had toys and books and everything for all these languages yeah. to really sort of foster that you know learning. Yeah, amazing. We miss them. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you guys are listening. Anyway, that's probably enough for this episode, but um, let us know what you yeah, guys are we, doing. I would really appreciate if someone, you know, if you have some tips for like teaching a, a child a second language, just like how do you keep it up? How do you make sure they are engaged? And as they grow up, how do you keep pushing them to learn? Yeah, because you guys really nice. probably have all kinds of different experiences, especially if you've moved countries, you're living in Australia or you're living overseas somewhere in America or Britain yeah. or anywhere other country where you've gone through this process of taking your kids or having kids there and having to encourage them to learn your language as well as the native language in that location. Mm. Definitely send us a message or email us and let us know. Just another thing, I've seen people on Instagram, Brazilian, like um, digital influencers or something, speaking Mm. to the kids in English in Brazil so the kids can learn English. So there's people doing the same thing everywhere. And yeah, just everyone hoping it works and grow well, up bilingual something, kids. <laughs> something you can do is, you know, practice your English if you're not living in Australia or in an English speaking country. You can practice your English at home with your kids when they're growing up and it's not going to hurt. Yeah, good. You know, try and encourage them to learn it. That's it. Anyway, thanks for joining us, guys, and we will see you in the next episode. Yay!
All right, so that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. It is always a privilege and a pleasure to be here sending my sound waves into your eardrums, right? Talking to you, giving you the audio. (laughs) Anyway, um, remember, if you have any suggestions, tips, or just want to share your experience with me about what you guys are doing in terms of raising your children to speak multiple languages in whatever country that may be, and if it is about learning languages themselves, please feel free to send me a message, comment somewhere, or send me an email at the Aussie English Podcast at gmail.com, okay? I'm Pete, your host, and I'll chat to you soon. See ya.